0: Welcome to the Reset Podcast, I'm Liz Tran, an executive coach to founders and CEOs of fast-growing tech companies, and I attribute my success to my spiritual practices, which are rooted in mindfulness and Zen Buddhism. In this podcast, I combine business advice with spiritual lessons to help you lead a courageous, authentic, and fulfilled life. Hi everyone, thank you for being here. I'm so sorry to have missed last week. I did not record because my workload was completely insane. I'm really grateful and really thankful for all the work I have, but it was really, really busy. I was getting a couple of big things off the ground. And one day I had 11 straight hours of coaching, which is so crazy, but I'm really happy because I feel like I've built exactly the company that I always wanted to build here now two years after I started Reset with many, many ups and downs and twists and turns and almost giving up. So I thought I would do an episode this week on how to balance reality with following your dreams. Because obviously, I am the biggest proponent of following your dreams. A lot of the content that we make is about how to do that. A lot of the stuff I read about is about how to be free, how to set yourself free. And the Instagram is all about that too. We actually had a post that we did, I think maybe a week ago, it was called Six Reasons Why You Should Go For It. And I think it has 90,000 likes on it right now, which is totally insane. The message really resonates with people because a lot of the time we're told no, be practical, And even if we're not directly told that, there is this implicit pressure that we feel from society to toe the line, stay with everyone else, don't be different, be rational, be reasonable. And I wanted Reset to always be that voice that says, ignore all that, ignore all that societal programming and you can go for it. You can do it. And mindset is the number one most important thing. So this episode is, of course, with that same enthusiasm, encouraging you to follow your dreams, telling you that it is your destiny, that you need to. And this episode also provides kind of the practical, rational, nitty gritty of how to do it, because I think it's a little bit of a disservice to just say, follow your dreams, go blindly into the wide, vast ocean, go make it happen. There's actually a lot of trade offs and a lot of balances that go into following your dreams. One of the big things that we'll talk about here is money. I think a lot of us think about that. How do I make money while also pursuing my dreams? How much money do I need to have saved before I start my own company? You know, how long will it be until I start making money again? How do I create the time and the space? to work on my dreams if I'm committed to having a full-time job. So all those questions, basically, how do I live in a practical world where I need to pay rent, (laughs) I need to pay for health insurance, I have expenses, while also pushing myself to take a risk? And perhaps the best way to talk about my viewpoint on this is to share my own story and my own history with starting Reset. So Reset was started in 2019, two years ago, almost exactly to the day. But the idea of Reset actually started many, many years earlier. It was in 2013, and I was in India taking a little bit of a sabbatical from work. At the time, I worked in human resources and operations for a tech company. And I took a sabbatical because my work was no longer fulfilling, trying to figure out a bunch of stuff in life. I had just recently gotten married. I think I was 27 at the time, a little bit lost in terms of what I wanted to do. And I decided to go to India for over a month and to study in this program taught by this place called Samyak. Samyak is an ashram where you learn yoga and you also become certified to become a yoga teacher And during this time, I had this vision for uniting the metaphysical of yoga, meditation, spirituality with the business world. I knew the business world. I knew tech companies. I knew startups. And my heart lived within all the spiritual awakening work that I was doing. And I thought, oh, I would be so happy with my life if I could just bring these two together to change people's lives and move them in the right direction. And during that month-long program, I told everyone about what I wanted to do because we were all kind of dreaming about our futures after we left this program. And then fast forward, a bunch of years go by. I try to start the business at one point, I think 2015. Yeah, 2015. I thought, okay, this is my time. I'm really going to do this in earnest. So Remember, this is already two years since this initial idea happened. And I took a little bit of savings I had and I paid my best friend not a lot of money to make me a website, bought a URL, bought some business cards, hired a graphic designer off of Fiverr to make me some materials, started doing certification to learn how to be a meditation teacher, read a bunch of meditation books, went to a ton of meditation retreats. And I thought that I would build a mindfulness practice that I would do in corporate settings. And remember it's 2015. So now that's very common, but it was more unusual back then. It wasn't something that was happening all the time. And I went out and I pitched and I wound up getting a couple clients who didn't pay me very much money. But I was so nervous. I was so, so nervous. I was so shy. My voice was shaking. Just couldn't remember what I was supposed to say. And I backed out. I had someone reach out to me on LinkedIn about a potential job, full-time job. I wound up taking that job and that was that. From there, I took another job and I was at that one for almost four years. So really, I had the idea for this business in 2013. I tried to get it off the ground in 2015 and I actually started it in 2019. And when Reset opened, we were featured in the New York Times, which was just amazing. I was so happy about that. It's the one thing I read every day. And a friend who I'd been in the yoga program with in 2013, she reached out to me on Instagram and she said, Liz, this is exactly the business that you said you are going to create six years ago. So there it was, six years. And I don't want you to think that I wasn't happy along the way or wasn't fulfilled or I had given up. The thing was, I was always persistent in knowing what it was that I wanted to do, but I was just okay if it took a little while to get there. And sometimes I definitely felt pressure of if I don't do this now, maybe it'll never happen. Should I just do this now? Should I just give up this salary, this great job and just go for it? And I kind of bobbed back and forth between giving everything up, taking a risk and starting a company or optimizing for a feeling of security, financial security, job security, security, and certainty about the future. And I actually don't think that there's anything wrong with that. If you guys are familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, essentially, it is a little pyramid that has all these different layers to it. And it tells you what you need to have fulfilled before you can move on to the next stage. At the base of the pyramid are physiological needs. Those are things that are our basic needs like food, water, warmth, rest. Think of these as the things that the body needs to survive. And only after we have those physiological needs met can we then move to the next layer of the pyramid. And that is our safety needs. Do you feel safe? Do you feel secure? And only after you have your safety needs met, and then previously your physiological needs met, then you get to the next layer of the pyramid, which is love, relationships, friendships. And when those are met, when you feel loved, then you can move to the next stage of the pyramid, the fourth level, which is esteem, accomplishment. Do you feel like you've won? Do you feel like you've been able to set out and accomplish what you wanted? And then finally, once your esteem needs are met and you know that, you know, you're a good, productive human being, that is when you can focus on the very, very top of the pyramid, which is self-actualization. And that means achieving your full potential, including creative activities. So just to review, you need to have food and shelter and warmth and water. You need to be hydrated and fed before you can feel safe. And you need to feel secure and safe before you can experience what love really feels like. And you need to know the experience of love before you can get accomplishment in your life, before you can feel accomplished and develop a healthy sense of self-esteem. And then finally, you need to have those esteem needs met before you embark on self-actualization. And I tend to think of the pyramid as representing the journey to start your own company, to follow your dream, whatever it might be. That dream following is the very, very top of the pyramid, self-actualization. And so if you back up, that means I need to feel accomplished. I need to be loved. I need to feel safe and I need to have all my needs met physiologically before I can start a company. During those years, you know, 2013 to 2019, I was building up my four bottom layers of the pyramid so that I could finally get to the self actualization piece of the pyramid. And for me, a lot of that was that I got divorced in 2015. It really rocked my world. And I knew that there was so much work that I needed to do in my own life before I could find love again. And I also was in a place where I had to start to build my own personal wealth again. And I really needed to take jobs because unless I had that feeling of security, financial security, I knew I was never gonna be able to be my most creative and present self for starting a business. So what I wanna say here is that if you take a job, if you need to work, there is nothing wrong with that. And I don't want you to think that you're giving up on your dreams or you're being a coward. What it really is, is that you are helping to provide that need of those first two levels of the pyramid so that you can ultimately get to your dream one day. And so don't feel like you've given up. Know that you are nourishing yourself and you are supporting yourself in your future dream by setting up security for yourself in the here and the now. So now a lot of you will probably be asking, Okay, so what is the best way to go about getting that security, that feeling of security? Should you get a part-time job that doesn't pay that well, but gives you plenty of time to work on pursuing your dream, like waiting tables, bartending, whatever it might be, something flexible where there's lots of time to work on your dream? Or do you take something that has more stability, that pays more, like a full-time job somewhere, but the flip side of that is that there are longer hours, there um, is more responsibility, so there may not be as much time to work on your own side projects. And my answer is that you need to pick the job that moves you directionally in the place that you want to go. It doesn't have to be perfect. In fact, it could be 97% imperfect, 97% unrelated, to what it is that you wanna do in the future as your dream. But as long as you're gaining that extra 3% towards the direction that you're headed, and you're learning a ton, then that's what I say to do. It's better to take the job where you can learn more that gets you closer to what your dream is than to be optimizing for time or to be optimizing for money. The reason I say this is because it takes at least a hundred hours of doing something to get really good at it. Cooking, riding a bike, singing, drawing, whatever it is, everything that takes time and takes dedication and starting your own business, pursuing your dream, whatever that might be is no exception. So why not go and learn on someone else's dime? <laughs> why not join a company where you can get a front row seat for the type of vision that you want to create for yourself? Optimize for learning, go learn. And when you feel like you're not learning anymore, and leave and find the next place that's going to teach you if you want to go somewhere else before you follow your dream. I personally took a really long detour when I went to go work at this venture capital fund, the last job I had before I started Reset. And it felt really far away from my dream, which was to bring mindfulness, introspection, self reflection, and spirituality to the business world. Here I was working at a company that was just oriented towards money, 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 money and more money. Where was the spirituality there? Where was the self-reflection? Where was the commitment to learning? None of that was there in that job. But what I did learn about was I learned about the business world. I learned so much about venture capital, which i had never known anything about before. I learned so much about tech. And ultimately, in the work I do now, I would say a huge chunk of that is influenced by my time at Thrive. I didn't necessarily learn anything about coaching while I was at Thrive, but I did learn about founders. And those are the people who are my clients now. So if you are dreaming of starting your own thing or pursuing your dreams, but you know that right now you just need to build some stability in your life and to take a job, then I'd say choose a job where you are going to learn, learn, learn. Choose a job that respects you Choose a job that helps you boost your confidence so you feel more certain of yourself and then choose a place that's going to pay you what you deserve to be paid for that role. And the confidence piece that I just mentioned is a huge part of it too. Before you follow your dream, you're going to need to conquer that layer of Maslow's hierarchy of needs around esteem. So knowing that you're good enough, knowing that you have what it takes and I've seen too many people who I know take jobs that are not in alignment with them where they work for a toxic, crazy person only to feel really, really bad about themselves at the end of the day. Maybe you're going to work at a company where it's exactly the dream that you want to build. So you can get a front row seat to how the sausage is made and how the company is built. But the downside is that hypothetically, let's say you work with a really toxic boss. I would say pass on that job because if anything, while we do need knowledge, we do need experience. Those things are really important. The actual most important thing about following a dream is your own sense of self-confidence. So if someone happens to make you feel worse in those jobs, you're never going to leave. You're never going to be able to leave and start your own thing. Okay, so another common question I get about this topic of pursuing your dreams and balancing reality is, When is it a good time to quit your job and go full bore into that dream, into the thing that you wanna do? It's definitely different for everyone, but for me personally, I actually had an overlap of six months. So I was launching reset, getting it off the ground, while I also worked a full-time job for six months and it was crazy. I don't know if I would recommend it. It did work for me, but something that I do regret and would recommend is make sure that you have a break. (laughs) In between whatever your day job was and then jumping into pursuing your dream. So you can definitely do them overlapping like I did, but I really want to push you to take an intentional week, at least one week, ideally two if you can, and just take a vacation, before you fully jump in to doing your new thing 100%. That is the biggest regret I have about starting Reset, even though I don't really have many. I'm really happy with how it turned out, but I certainly made a lot of mistakes along the way. And the biggest mistake that I can think of is that I started the whole thing off on the wrong foot. Think about it here i am launching this new business we have a physical space in olita we have all these corporate clients coming in had to do everything myself had to be there at the studio to greet people had to do the social media had to do the marketing had to do interviews for press blah 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 blah. so you get the idea and here i was starting this new business following my dream and i was completely on empty i was totally depleted i was exhausted from six months of trying to burn the candle at both ends and do both. And then from a year before that, of trying to finagle my way out of the company while getting a lot of pushback from the people who I worked with. So it was a lot. There was so much that was changing in my life. And I really, really, really want to tell you guys that it's a personal choice, right? make whatever decision is best for you in terms of how long you want to work before you start your dream, how long you want to do both your dream and work. It is really, really up to you, but however you do it, just make sure that before you're really ready to pull the trigger and go forward on that thing, that you feel really rejuvenated, that you feel reassured, successful, confident, happy, fed, You've had time to spend with all your loved ones, whatever it is, but you need to show up pursuing your dream, feeling 110% because guess what? Following dreams is really hard and you're going to get beaten up and pushed down a million times. And if you start that process already on your back foot, feeling really bad about yourself already, just think about how quickly it's going to spiral. Another question that I get a lot is how long before you can start expecting to see success from following your dream? So how much money should you have saved in your bank account for starting a business or how much time should you give yourself before you book a really great job? You know, if you're trying to act or sing or something like that, basically what is the expectation? How long do you need to go before you say to yourself, okay, this is not working. This is not successful. Maybe my dream isn't my dream. My answer for that is that it took me about a year and a half really to feel like it was all working. And prior to that year and a half, I had so many, so many ups and downs. I mean, you guys can listen to previous episodes. I feel like I've talked about this ad nauseum, but the financial pressure was real. The personal self-critical stress was real. The feeling like a failure was real. Essentially, I probably tried 30 different things, you know, new projects, spinning up this, spinning up that over the past couple of years. And I would say that 27 of those 30 things were an absolute colossal failure. They just didn't work. They weren't good. You know, I'll give you guys some examples. I released a bunch of online classes a year ago and no one really signed up for them. I mean, we had some people, but it definitely wasn't enough to become a viable source of income for me. And it just didn't seem like it was what people wanted. And I couldn't figure out how to give people what they wanted. Another example is I launched this newsletter called Dear Reset, where I had listeners submit questions that they wanted to have answered, and I would answer them on a newsletter. I did it for a few weeks, but the open rates were super, super low. And I also wasn't getting a lot of joy out of it. I didn't feel myself looking forward to it. I didn't feel like I was learning and growing. I didn't feel like the writing that I was doing was going to contribute to the type of writing I wanted to do my book. So I gave it up. That was one of those 30 things that I tried that just did not work over the years. And so what I'll say is that there's no time frame for anyone it's not like you wave a magical flag and then suddenly one day you wake up and everything is easy. But I do think for me, I had some really you know, early like indications that people liked it and it was working pretty early on. But then I also had a lot of signs that other stuff that I was building wasn't working. But it was probably about a year and a half to actually two years where I felt like, wow, this thing really works. It's really viable. I love what I do every single day. I don't know what the answer is for other people. I imagine it could be longer or shorter, but what I will say is don't give up, keep going, pivot and change and amend your approach all the time. Constantly be thinking about what you're learning and how to implement those learnings, but you don't have to give up. As long as you keep learning, growing and changing, then you're moving yourself directionally in the right process. Even with this podcast, I started this podcast about a year and a half ago. I used to do it with my two friends, Tessa and Vanessa. And while we saw some user growth, numbers remained pretty, pretty flat. And finally, I think it was April or May of last year. So just a little bit over a year ago, someone wrote us a really scathing but valid letter that was talking about kind of basically how annoying and privileged we were on the podcast. And I really sat and I reflected on it and I was like, yeah, you know what? This person is right. And so I stopped doing the podcast for a while, three or four months until I finally picked it back up again. And I started just doing solo episodes with just me because it was easier to coordinate. I mean, before it was the three of us coordinating a day and time was always a huge pain in the ass. And we were recording at my apartment in the city. But then with COVID, we were all in different locations. And so it added to the hassle, also trying to negotiate Wi-Fi, internet dropping off, blah, blah, blah. You know, there are some episodes where we would record like four times and we couldn't get to stick. So anyway, the podcast had some moments where I was ready to give it up. Even this year for a couple months, I stepped away from the podcast for maybe two or three months while I was going through some fertility treatments, but I always kept returning to it over and over again because I felt like I was learning. I still feel that way. One of my big dreams that I want to go for is I want to be a public speaker. I want to be able to make a living off of speaking to bodies of people and giving them a message that resonates with them and is powerful. For me, the podcast is a great opportunity to practice doing that. So it's moving me in the right direction. Lots of ups and downs of the podcast, but I'm still not giving up on it. I'm still going to keep going. And I don't really know. I mean, the numbers are going up and up and we have a ton of listeners right now, but it's still not enough to be like, oh, we have the hugest podcast in the world. I, I would say like it probably performs better than most podcasts do, but nothing even close to the best performing podcasts. And I think I'll just keep doing it until I feel like I learned all that I can learn from the process of doing it. Okay, so the final question that I will address today when it comes to following your dreams and balancing reality is how do you know if your idea is good? How do you know if it's viable? How do you know if you can actually pursue your dream and have the probability or potential of experiencing some success? How do you know that you can actually accomplish your dream? The first thing I will say is that your dream and you starting to share the pursuit of your dream with other people is going to ruffle a lot of feathers. That's just how it is. It is inevitable. And I've seen this happen to myself. I've seen it happen with a lot of clients, you're going to shake things up. And a a lot of people aren't going to give you their support, whether subconsciously or consciously, whether overtly or slyly. There are just gonna be some people who aren't into you following your dream. And honestly, that has way more to do with them than it has to do with you. What happens when you start to follow a dream is that you start to awaken. You start to come alive and you stop being afraid of living big. You also stop keeping yourself small. You stop listening to the voice of others around you. And you start to construct a life that is 100% purposely built for you. You are believing in yourself and you are following that belief with action every day. And that is really freaking scary and really uncomfortable for a lot of people who aren't living in that zone. When people who are living big and unafraid to just be themselves appear to those who are keeping themselves small, then it's really upsetting for the people who are keeping themselves small. They're the ones who make fun of other people. They're the ones who try to tear other people down or make them feel bad. And it's not because the people that they're trying to make feel bad are deserving of that or even that these people are mean. It's just kind of this intimidation, right? Feeling like, wow, there's a person who is living out their dreams and it's reminding me that I am not living out mine. An example of this is... The year that I took off and I traveled, my partner and I would tell people that we were going to take a year off from work. We're going to travel to lots of different continents and lots of different countries and explore. And the reaction from some people was like, wow, that's amazing. I'm so happy for you guys. But just as many people said the opposite. They said, oh, wow, I would love to do that, but I can't. I have responsibilities here. And when they would say that, it would make me feel really sad. Are you telling me that I'm being irresponsible? Are you looking down on me? Are you saying that this isn't the right thing to do? But what I realized is that it wasn't about me at all. It was about them. And the same thing happened when I was starting Reset. I had all these people who I thought were close friends of mine who were like, why are you leaving your job? Why would you ever want to leave your job? And that's when I made a mental note. Okay, this person is not really on the same level, the same page as me. And then even after I started Reset, there are some people who reached out and were really supportive and encouraging and would recommend me for clients. And then there are other people who i had helped so much over the years who I thought would really be there for me. And it was like nothing, literal crickets from them. No referrals, even though they were in a position to do that. No encouragement, no even like coming to come see the space that I had built. It was crazy. It was like almost All the people I expected would be in my corner weren't. And then it really surprised me all these people who I never even thought would care to support me really were. It was cool. It was so surprising who it was that I got my first couple of clients through a referral from. So the moral of the story is other people are not a good gauge of whether or not your idea is a good one because they are just projecting their own stuff onto you. So now that you know that the people closest in your life may not be the best arbiters of reason as to whether or not your idea or your dream is valid, I would say that only you can decide that for yourself. So get smart, get informed, do all the research, look at the data hard in the eye, think about what it'll realistically take for you to get started on this dream of yours. As an example, my husband was thinking of opening this coffee shop and he was really excited about it because he was gonna do it with his brother. You know, some people said it's a great idea. Some people said it's not a great idea. So my husband literally went and talked to everyone he he knew who worked in the food service industry in New York City. And he was like, I just need to find out what the numbers are because I still want to do this thing. But even if the numbers are abysmal, I will have to think about how we can work around that. So that's what he did. You know, he didn't let it change his mind, but he was also very, very open to seeing learning ingesting more data so that he had a really clear perspective of what it was he was getting into and so my whole thing is there's no idea that is inherently a good idea right but there's also no idea that's inherently a bad idea it's just about which ideas are the most invested in right are you taking the time to really understand this idea are you taking the time to do the research Are you really thinking it through? You can literally turn any idea into a good idea as long as you become an expert in that thing that you're trying to do. And so I say always, always, always jump off the cliff. Take the risk. Take the leap. Be brave. But you also want to make sure that you're wearing a parachute when you jump off that cliff. And that parachute is the research, the data, the understanding that you're going to accumulate as you're starting your thing, as you're going into your dream. And so don't listen to other people. You become the expert in your dream. You learn everything that you need to know about your dream, and then you can make the decision for yourself. I will also just weigh in here, and I'll say, I think you should go for it. (laughs) Obviously, I think you should go for it. I think that that willingness to go for it, that willingness to never give up, is the number one factor about whether or not your dream is going to be successful. So if you feel like you are in a position where you feel stable enough and that you feel supported enough and that you've done all the research then you can do, then I would say your dream sounds like a great dream and you should definitely, definitely, definitely go for it. That is all I have for you today. If you liked this episode, then please, please, please rate it, review it on iTunes and share it on Instagram, or wherever you might want to share content. But all that stuff really matters to me. I mean, we have grown the listeners 10x over the past year. And it's all because of you guys. And I'm so immensely grateful for your support. And for all of you new people who are listening, I really hope that you're able to leave a review. Also subscribe because I literally record this on completely different days of the week. Today's Monday I'm recording. Sometimes I record on Thursdays. And just like last week when I skipped an episode, I often skip weeks. So if you subscribe, you will know when one is down the hatch and you can listen to it. Otherwise, you're just blindly guessing because I'm also blindly guessing what day we record every week. Thank you so much, guys. I really, really want all of you guys to follow your dreams. I hope that some of my experiences with juggling reality and dreams is helpful. And most importantly, I want to remind you guys to listen to yourself, love yourself, say yes to life so that life may say yes to you. See you guys next week.